0: This is the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hello, and welcome back to the Truth Hurts program, June 22nd, 2023. If you've listened to this program for any length of time, you know that I, your host, Steve Z, will speak about those controversial topics, saying the quiet part out loud, because Some in conservative talk radio land and even in podcast land don't have the balls. They don't have the intestinal fortitude. I'm sorry. In this era of wokeness, in this era of transgender gender bender dysphoria, you shouldn't say balls because supposedly women can have balls. Human Rights Campaign President Kelly Robinson refused five opportunities to answer if there were differences between men and women. She was asked by Senator Ted Cruz in a hearing on Wednesday. I'm going to say that Mr. Cruz began by asking Ms. Robinson if she agreed with activist Riley Gaines' assertion that there is a difference between women and men, to which Ms. Robinson replied if the question is about trans women before she was interrupted by Ted Cruz. This goes about 2 minutes and 32 seconds, but I think it's best if you hear it directly because it carries so much more weight when you hear it in person.
1: Ms. Robinson, do you agree with Ms. Gaines that there's a difference between women and men? If the question is about trans women... I'm just asking, is there a difference between women and men? My, what I can say is that the NCAA has rules in place. They've had rules in place for the last decade, and when this competition... Okay, okay, happened, I'm, I'm going to try again. The rules were clear. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? It, it's a yes-no question. It, is, it, do you believe there's a difference? Oh, I think that we're talking about this case with the NCAA. No, I'm asking a question. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? Most I, people could answer this very simply. I, I'm curious if you're willing to do so. Oh, absolutely. I'm just putting it into the context of the that conversation yes? that we're having. I think that there are definitions is, related to is, sex. Is, is that I a yes? So I'm trying to get a yes or no. I'm not trying to get, get a speech. Is oh, Is there sorry. a difference between women and men? I think that there are definitions for biological sex. Okay, so you're not answering that. Let men. me ask you this question then why do women's sports exist? If you can't define a difference between women and men, why not abolish women's sports and just tell little girls to swim with little boys and see who wins? Oh, I'm simply saying that sex um, that sex My question. than gender, why and I do, do believe why that women's, do women's sports, sports have a great exist. value. I mean, Senator, I'll but, tell but you but right Ms. Now, Robinson, please answer the question I'm asking. You. Absolutely. Why do women's sports exist? I think that there are so many positive benefits to sports. But Maybe why have, have a separate category for women? If, if, you, if there's no difference between women and men, why to have women's sports? I'm saying that there's a difference between sex and gender and that the NCAA has rules in place, which they have for the so last Ms. decade. Mr. Chairman, I, I would like to enter into the record an, an article from Duke, Duke Law called Comparing Athletic Performances for the Best Elite Women to Boys and Men. And it goes through examining in 2017 the top records for women in the world in various track and field events. So, for example, in the 100 meter, the top record for women in the world was... 10.71 seconds. Now, that record for the number one woman in the world in 2017 was in the year 2017 broken by 124 boys under 18. In that same year, the record for the number one competing woman in, in, in the 100-yard, 100 100-meter 100 dash in the world was broken by a total of 2,474 men. If the radical Democrat agenda to destroy girls' sports and women's sports succeeds, little girls will not have a chance to compete. So I ask unanimous consent that this article be entered into the record.
0: Bottom line, this woman refused to answer a very simple question. Now, she claims to be a woman, but if she doesn't know that there's a difference between men and women, how do we know that she is indeed a woman? How do we know that Ted Cruz is a man? Well, because Ted Cruz is not mentally deranged. Ted Cruz looks down between his legs when he goes to the restroom and he sees the Beans and Frank. He knows that he is a man. The question was very, very appropriately asked by Mr. Cruz. If you cannot tell me that there is a difference between men and women, then why have women's sports to begin with? Why have men's sports and women's sports? Just let the little boys and the little girls swim together and see who is the fastest. That's what it really amounts to in sports. Who is the fastest? Who can run the farthest, the longest? Who can jump the highest? Who can put balls through hoops? Or kick balls through goals? Or hit rocks with sticks the farthest? Who can jump higher? Who can jump to the ground and do with ups Who can lift more weight if you cannot define the difference between men and women the question is simple why have women's sports and men's sports it all boils down to the reality that there are indeed two genders but the left refuses when it is convenient for them to do so to admit that there are only two genders. Dan Lennington wrote in the Fox News editorial opinion column, And it's something that I think should be common sense to normal, reasonable, rational, thinking, common sense Americans. But it seems to tilt the left-leaning half of the nation like a broken pinball machine. Remember those? You hit it too hard and it just tilts and the ball goes down to the bottom and you can't play anymore? Dan Lenington writes, the Biden administration's so-called equity agenda has suffered a major defeat in federal court in a lawsuit challenging the Minority Business Development Agency, better known as MBDA, the new Biden-created federal agency dedicated to helping only certain preferred racial groups. A federal judge ruled that the Biden administration cannot use this agency or others to discriminate based on race as they have been doing. Judge Mark Pittman was a Trump-appointed federal judge and he's based in Fort Worth, Texas, and he had to deliver a remedial class in civics to the Biden administration. He wrote, quote, the Constitution demands equal treatment under law, unquote. I wish Judge Pittman would be in charge of determining why Donald Trump is being treated differently under the law than Joe Biden when it comes to issues like, oh, I don't know, possession of classified documents, perhaps. But I digress. While such a statement that the Constitution demands equal treatment under law should be obvious to any American, this was quite a painful blow to the Biden administration. On his first day in office, Joe Biden declared, quote, a whole-of-government approach, unquote, to racial equity. He required all of his agencies to, quote, affirmatively advance equity, unquote. In practice, the equity agenda of Joe Biden has resulted in a whole slew of programs open to some races, but not open to others. Farmers, restaurant owners, homeowners, small business owners, and federal contractors all got billions of dollars in federal money, as long as they belonged to certain racial groups. Whites and Asians, of course, excluded. This MBDA is the cornerstone of Joe Biden's so-called equity agenda. It was created by Biden and his administration as a permanent federal agency part of that so-called Infrastructure Act back in November of 2021. This racist organization is designed, engineered, manufactured, and required to help certain minority business owners with grants, training programs, consulting, government contracts, and other benefits to juice up their bottom lines. As Under-Secretary of Commerce Donald Craven said, quote, "'If you are a minority entrepreneur, the MBDA is your agency,' unquote. In other words, if you're white, too bad. If you're Asian, too bad. As I always say, my Truth Hurts program listeners, if you want to attempt to justify a thing that you claim is designed to supposedly help one group, you must apply the thought process in reverse to see how that one group might react if the same rules were applied to another group. In other words, how would the minorities you are seeking to help react if the tables were turned and you created the majority business development agency? Would the thing then be considered racist and evil? If it's racist in one direction, it is racist and in the other direction. This article continues, As Judge Pittman noted, the MBDA will not help business owners who trace their ancestry to the Middle East or to North Africa or North Asia. What's more, all minority business owners who own less than 51% of their businesses are also excluded from getting MBDA help. So if you have a company that is owned by 51 white people, and 49 black people, too bad the MBDA will discriminate against even those 49 black people. When President Biden announced that this equity agenda would build community wealth for underserved communities, he meant only certain preferred racial groups. Blacks, Hispanics, Native Americans, and some Southeast Asians, but certainly not the Vietnamese, or the Chinese-Americans, the Japanese-Americans. The world is a big place, so most non-white racial groups are excluded from the Biden administration's definition of minority businesses. The federal government's ridiculous attempts at racial line drawing, for example, including Pakistani-Americans but excluding Afghanistani-Americans is just a symptom of the underlying disease. Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court John Roberts once wrote, Divvying us up by race is a sordid business. This is when some folks named Greg Newsyard, Christian Bruckner, and Mike P- Matt Piper rather, entered the fray. These three white small business owners from Texas, Florida, and Wisconsin have sued the Biden administration, alleging that the MBDA is an unconstitutional agency. I believe they're correct. They were represented by the Wisconsin Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. All three men attempted to get help from the MBDA, but were not allowed to receive any assistance simply because of the color of their skin. My apologies. I am doing the program today from a room in my house on the cell phone because Studio 63 The building is currently under renovation. And so if you hear some background noises, that's what it is. Normal house noises. Back to the article. In an email from the actual MBDA office in Orlando, Christian Bruckner was told that because he was white, they could not help him, but they would be happy to refer him to a strategic partner for assistance. This is the literal definition of separate but equal, which the Blafrican-American minority hates so very much. In court, Joe Biden's administration attorneys vigorously attempted to defend the race-based agency, claiming that this type of race discrimination is justified because it's remedying effects of past inequities stemming from alleged racial prejudice. According to this narrative, Biden's attorneys said that redlining Jim Crow and a denial of benefits from the GI Bill give modern policymakers a blank check to discriminate against whites and other non-preferred racial groups. And boys and girls, if this sounds familiar, it should. This is the very theory of systemic racism, a modern-day progressive religion which declares that all present-day racial disparities are caused somehow by past alleged discrimination on race despite the clear evidence to the contrary, documented by academics like Thomas Sowell. According to the lie of systemic racism theory, salvation comes through so-called equity, which is nothing more than reverse discrimination. This promises to make sure we all end up in the same place as Kamel Harris famously tweeted in 2020. Not equal opportunity anymore, but equal outcome guaranteed by government-forced racism against whites and certain Asian groups. This is exactly the goal of the Biden racial equity agenda, racial preferences for preferred races, and the key word here is preferred. Preferred by whom? Right now, it's preferred by the Democrats and the Biden administration as blacks. Hispanics, Native Americans, and certain dark-skinned groups around the globe. The good news is Judge Pittman followed the lead of a growing list of federal judges who have struck down parts of the so-called equity agenda, including the race-based Farmer Loan Forgiveness Program for Blacks and the Black Restaurant Revitalization Fund. Every week, the Joe Biden administration pushes another discriminatory race-based program upon Americans. It will continue to take brave Americans to be vigilant. And when the time comes, stand up and sue this administration. If the past is any indication of the future, the Biden reverse racist administration won't stop discriminating until it is forced to stop by a court. But worry not, Biden's idiocracy doesn't stop there. He's also still coming for your guns. Joe Biden actually took another swipe at the Second Amendment supporters on Tuesday of last week, or this week, rather, reminding them that they would need an F-16 to challenge his U.S. government. His remarks were made at a fundraising event in a private residence in California, And they came as he discussed gun violence in America and stressed the notion that Americans do not need AR-15s. Biden said, We have to change. There's a lot of things we can change because Second Amendment, by and large, you agree you don't need a weapon of war. I'm a Second Amendment guy. I taught it for four years, six years in law school. And guess what? It doesn't say you can own any weapon you want. It says there are certain weapons you just can't own. Even during when it was passed, You couldn't own a cannon. You couldn't own a machine gun. No, no, I'm serious. This isn't hyperbole here. You know, I love the Second Amendment. Guys who say the Second Amendment is a tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Well, if you want to do that, you want to work against the government, you need an F-16. You need something else other than just an AR-15. In other words, he's daring people to defend our Constitution, but telling them, you are no match for the superior firepower of an F-16 fighter. So even with your little AR-15, you can't do anything to stop Joe Biden's radical transformation of America and his attempt to disarm you and abolish the Second Amendment. He also suggested that the popularity of AR-15s among gun makers stems from its cheap production and high profit margins. He said, You know, one of the reasons why AR-15 is so strong supported by so many folks in that that industry? Number one, it's the cheapest weapon that makes the highest profit motive they have for any weapon is made. It makes more money to sell an AR-15 than any other weapon you can buy. That, of course, is a lie, an outright lie. AR-15s are no cheaper to manufacture than a gun with a wooden stock. Tuesday's stupid comments from Joe Biden are very similar to those he made earlier this year when he told people gathered at a National Action Network's Ma and Lufa Kang breakfast in Washington, D.C. that those who support the use of AR-15s will need a much bigger arsenal to stand a chance against his government. He said, I love my right-wing friends who talk about Tree of Liberty's water, blood of patriots. If you need to work, Oh, talk about taking on the federal government. You need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. He quotes, he quoted Thomas Jefferson all the way back to those days, who once wrote in a letter that the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Jefferson was the principal author of our Declaration of Independence. He was our third president. But Biden's claims that there have always been limits on Second Amendment have been analyzed and have been found to be lies when he made them repeatedly over and over again for the past few years. The Second Amendment, as written, does not limit who can keep and bear arms or what kind of arms people can keep and bear. Federal gun regulation didn't come until 1934, decades after the Second Amendment was introduced. Sleepy Joe, if you're going to plagiarize Thomas Jefferson, at least try to do it accurately. The Constitution gives Congress the power to grant letters of mark and reprisal, which were government licenses, allowing civilians to attack and detain vessels of countries that were at war with the U.S. Individuals who were given these waivers and owned warships obviously also obtained cannons. For use in battle, which Joe Biden said no one was allowed to use a cannon. Since taking office, Biden has begged Congress to pass gun control measures. And last June, after it was passed by both the Democrat-controlled House and the Democrat-controlled Senate, Biden signed a new law into law, which was the most significant gun control bill in over 30 years. In July of 2021, Biden said, you don't need to have weapons to take on the government. You need F-15s and some nuclear weapons. In that same speech, he also falsely claimed that there have always been limits on the Second Amendment. He told reporters on Memorial Day that the Second Amendment did not allow for the ownership of cannons, but we just found out it did. Biden repeated his claims at least five times since his presidency. It even earned him four Pinocchios from the Washington Post and a false label from PolitiFact on multiple occasions dating back to 2020. He said the Second Amendment is not absolute at the Robb Elementary School shooting site. He says when it was passed the Second Amendment, that is, you couldn't own a cannon, you couldn't own certain kind of weapons, it's just there's always been limitations. We found out that's a lie. He said... The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own in June of 2021, according to White House transcripts. That, we know, is a lie. Last November, during the midterms, he said, the idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick and has no socially redeeming value. I got news for you, Mr. Biden. Someone's trying to do a home invasion at my house or rob my business or assault, attack, and attempt to kill members of my family or myself, I want as much and as many bullets coming out as quickly as possible to dispatch that threat and to murder, kill, do away with someone attempting to murder, kill, or do away with me. Strike first, strike fast, my friends. Biden also last year made a lying claim about the speed of an AR-15 bullet. He said do you realize a bullet out of an ar-15 travels five times as rapidly as the bullet shot out of any other gun this is of course not true a june study by hunting gear retailer field and stream looked at the fastest rifle cartridges and the ar-15 rounds did not even make their top 15 list during that same speech in pennsylvania biden ridiculed second amendment supporters and called them brave for believing guns are a tool for self-defense. Biden claims that AR-15s rip the body apart, which is inaccurate. Damage from a gunshot will always depend on the type of bullets used. Biden also said, for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America independent and safe, if you wanna fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something more than a gun. We need to make sure that we can defend ourselves, not against the country, because as you accurately said, who's going to fight the U.S. Army or the Air Force or the Marines? We needed to fight the criminal thug animals, robbing, raping, carjacking, home invading. That's who we need those guns to protect ourselves from, Joe Biden. And you giving Dr. Jill a shotgun and hoping that a mob of angry minorities attacking your house will be stopped by the firing of two little shotgun shells? You're delusional. But then again, Mr. Biden has the Secret Service and will for the remainder of his life, for he and his family members, and they have guns, and I can promise you they are more powerful than the AR-15. What a joke. CIS, C-I-S, is now a slur word, and it's about damn time. Elon Musk declared Wednesday morning that the words cis and cisgender will now be considered slurs and offensive on Twitter. He made the announcement in response to the Thoughtful Therapist co-founder James S.'s tweet on Tuesday, saying he has received backlash from transgender activists after he posted that he rejects the word cis. Musk clarified that cis and cisgender are considered slurs on the Twitter platform, but did not detail what the punishment might be for those who use the words. Cis is offensive to normal heterosexual people as the N-word that rhymes with bigger is to black people. Cis is as offensive to normal straight heterosexual people as faggot, queer, fruit, homo is to people in the LGBTQ crowd. Cisgender is used to refer to a person whose gender identity corresponds with the sex a person had or was identified as having at birth, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Cis is a shortened version of the term cisgender. The free speech in America is being pummeled each and every day. You can't say the N-word that rhymes with bigger, but you can call a white guy cracker or other slurring words. You're not supposed to call a faggot a faggot, a fruit, a fairy, a homo, a queer. But it's okay to call a normal person cis. That word is offensive. It is a slur and should be done away with. You can't have it both ways. Jeremy Boring is the founder of the Daily Wire, and he claims that Twitter canceled a big deal to prepare its documentary, What is a Woman?, for free because instances of misgendering. The thread resulted in backlash from conservatives. Musk later said that that incident was a mistake. The bottom line is... If I can't call a black guy the N-word that rhymes with bigger, then I can't call a homosexual male a fruit, a faggot, a fairy, a pufda, as they say over in Australia, then no one should be able to call me a cis white cracker in this country. Period. And finally today, on this day, five years ago, Greta Thunberg, the ugly little girl who said, How dare you? How dare you do this to me and to my friends? Because of climate change. On five years ago today, Greta Thunberg and a top climate scientist said that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using all fossil fuels over the next five years. Remember that? That was tweeted on this day five years ago, meaning that today is the final day that we must stop using fossil fuels entirely. If tomorrow you wake up and start your car or I start the diesel F-250, it doesn't matter. It's now too late. We are all doomed. It's all over for us. The climate crisis is no longer reversible. All of humanity is now officially doomed because some little teenage twit Said so. That day was tweeted five years ago today. Today is the final day we must stop using fossil fuels. And this raises a question. Why was some random child propped up as the arbiter of climate change policy in the first damn place? Greta Thunberg deleted her doomsaying tweet, presumably so she can reset the doomsday clock and continue her climate change grifting activities. The activist grift started when she was 15, skipping school and protesting in front of the parliament in Sweden. From there, her activist fake cause was picked up by every establishment media outlet around. CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, Sky News and others. And it didn't stop there. Thunberg was invited to the United Nations for a lecture to world leaders about how she knows so much more about the climate than they do and how you, the United Nations, are failing us young people and we will never forgive you. Remember her tantrum? It earned her Time Magazine's Person of the Year Award in 2019. The question is, of course, why? She didn't know, she still doesn't know anything about how oil, Natural gas and coal have sustained humanity and much more. She knows nothing about how more efficient and reliable they are than other so-called renewable energy sources. She hates nuclear energy, which produces zero carbon emissions, is far more efficient and reliable than wind and solar. And we've already seen all of the anti-nuclear green policies of California now being turned around. Thunberg was nothing more and is nothing more than a whiny, ugly little girl who turned into now a whiny, ugly adult. She's propped up as the face of liberal climate change policy. Liberal media outlets and elites around the world anointed her as the world's savior when she was 16 years old. And now those same institutions demand that you take her warnings about climate change seriously. Thunberg and her accomplices will not move the goalposts again. Remember, it was Representative Alexandria Horseface Cortez who set the new doomsday date to now be 2031, so they can pander, grift, beg, and guilt people into sending money to their causes for at least another few years as they kick the can down the road. This prediction of 2031 is no different than the prediction of 2023 or 2019 or 2012, remember Al Gore's movie, or 1999 or 1980. They just keep taking money from gullible people in the name of climate change. Their credibility is in the toilet. Their line of credit for credibility should be flushed away. No one who promoted a random child as a climate change expert should ever be taken seriously on climate change or energy policy again, no matter how frantic or hysterical their doomsday predictions become. In other words, today's the day, folks. Today is that five-year mark. And if by tomorrow morning a single gasoline or diesel-powered engine, generator, ship, airplane dares to start their motor, we are officially too far gone for help. So we might as well party on like it's 1999. I think I might go roll some coal today in the old F-250, a little smoke-filled celebration of the end of humanity. Folks, I've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. I apologize for going over, but when you do this program from a cell phone, you don't have those format clocks constantly reminding you that you're crawling into that 30-minute mark. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? Go find some other podcast to listen to. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program, all rights reserved. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and nautics This program is prerecorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved.